So what are the consequences? If, if it doesn't matter what one believes, then what does that look like? Have you ever wondered what a world of religion would be like if, if we only had one verse of Scripture? If we only had one passage, what would the world look like? One verse. And that verse says, it doesn't matter. What would the world of religion look like? I might be saying too much, but I'm not sure it would look much different than the way it looks now. If the thinking, if the general thinking is, it doesn't matter what one believes, then religious division would be acceptable to God. Would it not? I mean, if it doesn't matter what you believe, then you can have a multitude of beliefs. You can have one group that teaches, well, you don't have to be baptized to be saved. And then you can have another group that says, you do have to be baptized to be saved. If it doesn't matter, then religious division is no longer an issue. In fact, I said we would have a one-verse Bible because John chapter 17 would not be there. In John chapter 17 and verse 20, Jesus said, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. In a world of religion where it doesn't matter, then you wouldn't have Jesus making this statement. Jesus would not have been praying for those who would believe in him through the apostles that they would all be one. As he was one with the Father, as he was one with the Spirit. And if you look at the message of God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, it's the same message. There is unity in what they taught. But in a world of religion where it really doesn't matter, then I don't guess we would have to think about that, would we? We wouldn't have to think about 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10 where Paul wrote in the church or to the church at Corinth, though I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. Well, in a world of religion where it doesn't matter what you believe, you could have a congregation where a brother's sitting over here and he says, I'm not going to partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of every week. Because I don't believe that's necessary. And then you'd have a brother sitting over here who says, well, I'm going to partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of every week because I believe it's necessary. Paul said that there be no divisions among you. Well, what, what are we going to divide about? Even in this particular context, the division was the result of them lining up behind different religious teachers. And it wasn't that those teachers were teaching different things. They weren't teaching different doctrines. But if that would have been the case, then you would have had in the church at Corinth the situation that I just described. Religious division would now be acceptable to God. And there would be numerous bodies or numerous churches. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul wrote again to the church at Ephesus. He said of, of God, that he put all things in subjection under his feet, and he gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body. All things to the church, which is his body. So the church and the body are one and the same. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, when Paul was writing about 
the unity of the Spirit and preserving that unity of the Spirit. He said in verse 4 of Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 4, there is one body. Well, religious division would be acceptable to God if we didn't have that verse, if we didn't have that passage. So that's one of the consequences of a world of religion that says it doesn't matter what you believe. And as I said earlier, that sounds a whole lot like what we have now. Anyway, in fact, we would be able to create our own religion. I could decide, I could choose how I wanted to worship God. If I wanted to stand out in the cornfield and, and sing Yankee Doodle Dandy as an expression of my devotion to God, I could do that. That could be my faith. That could be my religion. Well, that would come into conflict, would it not, with what Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, when he said that this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching his doctrines the precepts of men. So their worship was vain because they were teaching the doctrines of men. My worship, if I made up my own religion and went out to that cornfield and sang Yankee Doodle Dandy, it would be in vain because it would be based on my standard and not God's standard. Paul wrote about this also in the book of Colossians in the second chapter when he was addressing self-made religion. He uses that expression in this particular passage. But, but in verse 20, he, he writes, If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all refer to things destined to perish with use? Well, there were those who were making that a matter of faith, a matter of their religion, in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men. These are matters which have to be sure. The appearance of wisdom, now there's that expression, in self-made religion. If it didn't matter what one believed, then I could make up my own religion. But if I'm going to follow the scriptures, if I believe that the Bible is the standard, then I'm not going to do that. In 2 John John wrote in verse 9, If anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, he does not have God, the one who abides in the teaching. He has both the Father and the Son. If I want to have fellowship with God, then I'm going to have to abide in the doctrine or the teaching that was given by Jesus and by the inspired apostles and prophets. If I do not abide in that, then I've gone too far. I've created my own religion. Well, that's the consequence of believing that it really doesn't make a difference. And again, doesn't that appear to be pretty much what we have in the world of religion today? Another consequence is that faith in Jesus as the Son of God, that wouldn't even matter. If what you believe doesn't matter, and this is why I say, and I said this earlier, that, that most people, if, if you press the point with them, they're not going to agree with this. And that's why I say these are absurd consequences. They're not going to say, well, 
I believe that it doesn't matter what you do to become a Christian, but I do believe that you have to believe in Jesus. Well, now we've got a hybrid approach to, to religion. But in John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Clearly, faith in Christ is a requirement. In chapter 6 of the book of John, in verse 47, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. And then again in chapter 8 and verse 24, Jesus said, I say that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So you have to believe in Jesus. It does matter what you believe. What you believe does make a difference. But if you believe it doesn't make a difference, then you don't really have to believe that. Mark 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Well, that passage clearly points to, to faith, does it not? In the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, when Paul was preaching, and he was preaching to the Philippian jailer after they were released from prison, he came and said, what must we do to be saved? Acts 16, verse 30, he said, believe in Jesus. So it does matter. It does matter what you believe. But if it doesn't matter, even belief in the inspiration of Scripture wouldn't matter, would it? I mean, I don't really have to believe in the Bible if what one believes doesn't make a difference. But the Bible points me in a different direction, does it not? When Jesus was teaching his disciples about things that would take place after his departure... He was letting them know that he would send the Holy Spirit to them. And he said in verse 16, or verse 12 of John 16, that I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Now here we're back to that standard. The standard would come through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine, the Holy Spirit will take what Jesus taught, and he will disclose it to you. And then Jesus said in verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Here's the harmony, here's the unity between the teaching of the Father, the teaching of the Son, and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Well, if it doesn't matter what one believes, then belief and the inspiration of the Scriptures would not matter either because there is no standard. There is no basis upon which faith can be built. And I can choose to do whatever I want to do. But notice in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica, For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God. They recognized that this was inspired. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God. But if I believe that it doesn't matter what one believes in religion, then belief in the inspiration of scripture wouldn't matter either. You see how absurd that is? And, and, and we don't go there. I, I realize that, that you're not going to find many people who are going to agree to any of this unless perhaps they're an atheist. And yet, when you look at the diversity that exists 
in the world of religion today, you have to ask the question, do most people believe what you believe makes a difference? Well, they may say to a certain point, but why, why the cutoff? If we have a complete standard, well, if I'm building a house, I guess I can say that there are 12 inches in a foot, but there are four feet in the yard. I'm gonna accept some of it, the standard, but I'm not going to accept all of it. And getting back to the point I made earlier about the Internal Revenue Code, that's the way a lot of my clients think. <laughs> well, I don't wanna report that income. I don't believe I have to report that income. Well, why don't you believe you have to report that income? Because I don't wanna report that income. Oh, so, so just because you don't wanna do it is, is a reason why you shouldn't do it. Well, that's what my neighbor said he did or didn't do. I tell you, the worst advice you can get is from your neighbor, unless you live next to me. Well, how many conversations I've had with people? Well, you know, my neighbor said you could do this. My neighbor said all you got to do is buy a car and, and call it a business vehicle. Well, are you going to use it in your business? Well, no, it's going to be my wife's car. But I'm going to put a little sticker on it. A little sticker says it's my business vehicle. And you're never going to, you're never going to drive that car for a bit. No. My neighbor said I could do it, though. Well, now, what does your neighbor do? <laughs> well, he teaches people how to cheat on their taxes. That's what my neighbor does. Again, they're, 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 nobody really believes that it doesn't matter what you believe. But sometimes that's our practice anyway. And, and we, we have to be careful ourselves not to allow the world to influence our thinking. What we believe does make a difference. And if you're here today and you want, to vote, you want to become a Christian, I'm not going to tell you that, well, you just do what you want to do. You just say, I want to be a Christian. You, like the song, you just, I want to be a Christian, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No, you've got to do what God tells you to do. And in the Scriptures, we know we have to believe in Jesus. We know we have to confess that faith. We have to repent of our sins and be baptized to have our sins washed away. And only when you do what has been revealed to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and follow the standard that God has given us by which we can be saved. Can you leave with the confidence and the assurance that you're going to be saved? And that's God's plan. If you're here today and you're subject to the gospel, please come and stand and sing.